How's your week been? Oh, it's been okay. <laughs> the higher pitch okay. someone says that, the more skeptical I am. I mean, it's been fine. It's it's uh, second week of second quarter, so uh, I had a lot of parent-teacher conferences this week, and uh, that that went how you expect. Oh, yeah. How was yours? Uh, not bad. It's actually like cool here, so I've been. Oh, yeah. I've got my slippers on. I've got like an autumn scented candle going. I'm like oh, ready. Dang. I also normally every year the pumpkin spice coffee creamer sells out after the first batch, but I was able to get a second bottle. So you are so lucky. I got my basic bitch on. <laughs> it's a. Uh... Gonna be 21 degrees today, which is the coolest it's been since, like, April. Jeez. I think... <laughs> 21 Celsius, not, like, right, right. stupid American <laughs> degrees that don't make any sense. Why Why is freezing a number? I'm, I'm never gonna understand that. <laughs> anyway. That's about 70 for our American audience. Yeah. So, it's not quite cold enough for slippers, but we haven't had to turn the AC on today, which is, like, a luxury in itself. <laughs> yeah, so. it might rain tonight. Jesus. Yeah, it's pretty overcast here today. I'm gonna make cookies and... <laughs> oh, yeah, my husband's gonna make like... lime bars today. Ew. I am just, yeah, I've got, I've got like, grading and stuff to do, but when it's overcast, I don't want to do anything. I am very solar-powered, so... When you get up in the dark and then the day is grey, it's like, I don't want to do shit. Yeah, that's how I feel. I'll probably keep playing some uh, A Plague Tale. Ooh, yeah, I got that on sale on Steam and I haven't actually started it yet. This is my second Um, playthrough, so I'm trying to get like all the collectibles and stuff. It's a great game. I enjoy the story. I enjoy the gameplay. It's a little finicky, like the stealth, but... I think you'll enjoy it, it better than... Isn't Sean Bean the narrator? I think briefly. It's kind of like how Ron Perlman is the narrator of Fallout. Like, it's a little thing at the right. beginning and a little thing at the end. Well, if Sean Bean's in it, then it's perfect. So <laughs> I don't even give a fuck. Sean Bean is one of Yorkshire's greatest exports. And I love him so much. Well, welcome to Are You Serious? A Journey Through Bad Reddit Relationships. I am Morgan. I'm Esme, and this is episode 32. Yes. Breezed- See, I'm remembering the numbers now. It's sticking in my brain a little bit. We breezed right past 30. Yep. Um. So, I have an interesting first post. And then we can do, I understand you have a post for us I have a listener-requested post to do today, which uh, I have only skimmed over so as not to spoil the surprise. (laughs) I think this one's an interesting one to start off with. It's a relationship advice post. um, OP and her boyfriend are both in their mid-20s. And the title is, Is it abusive to control what my boyfriend eats? (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. Give me, give me the deets. I'll tell you. I'll tell you my verdict. So my boyfriend has been trying to lose weight for five or more years, longer than he's known me. He's not fat, but he wants a flat stomach. I'm quite a fit person, and I got sick of seeing the disappointment every time he got on the scale. So we decided that I would be in charge of his food slash exercise plans until he's able to get some self-control with food and some self-discipline. He agrees he struggles with this, and he thought it was a great idea. I made him a food plan schedule exercise that we do together, and schedule cheat days. And if he wants to snack, he has to bake something himself, which I'm teaching him how to do and how to make it healthier. We've been doing this for about three months, and he's lost so much weight and gained so much muscle, swoon. He's even sexier than he was before, which I didn't think was possible. And more importantly, he's so much happier and more confident. The issue is that we were out with friends and he went to buy a can of Coke. I reminded him of the calories in it and suggested some flavored water instead. He sulked a little, like always, lol, but he bought the water, but when our friends asked why I told him no and we explained, they said I was being abusive and body shaming him. I feel awful. I've never wanted to body shame him. He said the friend just doesn't understand our situation, and I'm really doubting this whole arrangement now. Am I being abusive? Is this body shaming? Is there a better way to help him diet? Should I just let him figure it out by himself? I think she did a good thing for him, but now that he's kind of got a handle on it she needs to let it go like there's there's a there's a point where 
He's lost loads of weight. That's great. He was on board. He's gained lots of muscle. That's also great. Okay, so he can do it. Let him do it. He's not your baby. And, you know, if he understands that if he gets the can of Coke, he has to work it off if he wants to stay on his goal, then that's fine. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where it started off good intentions, and I really don't think that she was she's trying to be abusive, and I don't think she is being abusive. But I think now is the time where she lets go of the reins a little bit, and uh, he does it by himself. Yeah, it seems like they, they started this all consensually, and, you know, they, they kind of worked together. And when she reminded him about the Coke, she wasn't like, well, you're going to get fat. It was like, so there are this many calories in a can of Coke, so... It might be a better choice to get some water. Yeah. And so I don't think even in that phrasing it was abusive, but yeah, he needs to start. And it's not about there necessarily the dynamic that they have, because clearly it's working, but it might be a a time to kind of start giving him that self-control and giving him his own ability to make his own decisions. Not ability, because that's not the right word, but you know. As someone who's been trying to be healthier over the last kind of year or so, there does come a point when you've kind of hit a place where you're happy and then you start thinking, oh, well, I can start having this thing again because it's just it's just a couple of extra calories. And it's like the speed at which that weight comes back on is alarming. <laughs> yeah. And I, so, so I understand where he's coming from, where he's like, well, I'll just have a can of Coke because I want it and I've worked really hard and why shouldn't I have it? But I also understand where she's coming from. And I think maybe this is now, this is part of the learning experience because he's been seeing a lot of success and doing really well. And I think if he starts, you know, I'm going to have that piece of cake or I'm going to have that Coke and he starts to see, oh, that's having a direct effect on all this progress that I've made. That's going to be a better teacher than her going, oh, you probably shouldn't have that Coke. It's got lots of calories in it. Maybe set him up with like a calorie counting app like my fitness pal yeah because as soon as i started counting my calories and seeing actually oh shit that piece of bread is like 110 calories what the hell (laughs) like that has enabled me to when i'm eating go okay i don't really need that yeah this Um, thing isn't worth it like like i don't want cheese on this sandwich because it's not worth it to me for the flavor flavor to calorie ratio or if i'm gonna have this burger i'm gonna have a lettuce wrap so that i can have fries Mm -hmm. but i can't have both because having both puts this over the (laughs) 2000 calorie mark and that's ridiculous so yeah everything is well intentioned here and nothing is abusive and i'm not seeing any red flags just I think it's time to be free, boyfriend. <laughs> there, yeah, like you said, there's no there's no red flags at all. There's no abuse. I just think that it's time to let him maybe start to take take responsibility and agency for his own fitness journey. Let him fail a couple of times. That's fine. And set him up to start counting calories. I, I like how she's also teaching him how to bake. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And so he can like bake it himself. Even if you want something like you know, fries, probably making them from scratch, you know, in the oven is going to be Yeah, you can oven fry. Or the air fryer, which I haven't brought up in a record, like, six episodes or something. <laughs> yeah, I've, I, thought you'd, I thought you'd forgotten about your air fryer. I'm going to make chicken parmesan tomorrow in the air fryer is, like, the best thing. Because I hate making chicken parmesan on the stove. It's a pain in the ass. I think it's also important to note that women and men lose weight in different ways. And a lot of your body's kind of traits are DNA-based, genetic. So um, people with Middle Eastern descent, like me, we tend to have like pot bellies because the curves of our backs are more inward than other people's. So I'm never going to have a flat stomach. That's just not going to happen. It also means that carbs are affect my body more than maybe other people's bodies. Because Middle Eastern people, something about Middle Eastern DNA is like, oh, carbs, yes, fat, we need this. And um, yeah, so as soon as I start eating bread, my body's like, woohoo, let's put some pounds on. And I love bread and it's terrible. So it's what works for you may not work for someone else. And I think that's really important to remember when you're trying to lose weight. Yeah, and it's been three months, which is not nothing. 
but also you need it to be sustainable so it doesn't turn into like a binge and purge cycle like Mm -hmm. you can have a coke just budget it you can have pizza just budget it into your calories and then have a salad for lunch or maybe have one piece of pizza with a side salad or something like that which is what i've been doing lately yeah he's now at the point where his um progress is gonna dip substantially so the first three months are like the months where you see the most changes and then it's more kind of plateau sustaining that rather than losing anything else because your body gets used to the amount of of exercise and whatever that you're doing so if you want to keep losing weight you either have to up the exercise or lower the calories again right um and you don't want to be doing that really you want to sustain what you have if you're happy with it so he's probably not going to be seeing huge kind of weight loss or muscle gain in the next couple of months unless he really wants it yeah which, like, obviously, it's fine to reach your goal at some point. <laughs> yeah. And good. You should you should goal. always have a goal. It shouldn't just be, wow, I'm just going to diet forever because that's lame and it's going to be bad for your body. My, uh, all before the pandemic, a lot of my friends um, were starting to do Weight Watchers, which is just like a simplified mm-hmm. way of counting calories, right? Like things are worth points. Right. And you have a certain amount of points per day. And one of my friends lost about 50 pounds. And then Dang. she had to lower the amount of points that she had per day. And she was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was supposed to be rewarded for losing weight. But I know it lowers the amount because that's your uh, new baseline that you have. Right. And I, when I started kind of trying to get fitter and losing weight and exercising, we weren't in the pandemic. So I was actually on my feet a lot because when you're a teacher you you walk about a lot and so I was doing without adding any extra like steps onto my day I was doing about eight and a half thousand steps a day without exercise um just at work yeah same which for me is quite a lot because I don't I don't really like cardio walking for no reason like I need to need to be going somewhere (laughs) otherwise it's like what why am I doing this and then when the pandemic started I've gone from eight and a half thousand steps a day to Maybe a thousand steps a day. <laughs> Sometimes I'll look and I'll not even be in f- in four digits and I'll be like, okay, yeah. 200 steps a day. I'm like, oh shit. But also that's, I don't have one of the watches. I just have to carry my phone. So if I'm not like carrying my phone around in my pocket, it doesn't count my steps. So that's my excuse. Yeah, I have a watch and the watch shames me every hour. <laughs> it's like, you haven't even done 250 steps this hour. And I'm like, I know, I'm sorry. My job involves me sitting in front of this computer right now. So... My calorie intake was like 200 less than normal. Now, in the pandemic, that wasn't enough to to be losing yeah. weight. So I started gaining weight, despite the fact that I was only having like 1400 calories a day. So I've had to lower it. And it's like, oh, I can't eat anything. It's so boring. There's a subreddit called uh, 1200 is plenty. The number 12. No, it isn't. Yeah, it has good. I, I don't do 1200, but it has good like recipe ideas. So I subscribe to it. And obviously 1200 is the lowest amount of calories you want to have per day for an adult human, depending on your height. Like I'm 5'9", so 1200 okay. ain't going to work for me. But it it's still got some good recipe ideas and stuff. I'm 5'5 five, five and greedy, so <laughs> 1,200 is not enough. Well, you also lift I gotta weights, eat. so... I do lift yeah. weights, yeah. And also, that's another way to make it so that you can eat more, is if you just lift a bunch of weights. I think Brigitte has that shirt you can get that says, yeah. I work out because I love food. It's true. Who knew? It's true. Who would have thought that was the correlation <laughs> that people were trying to drill into my brain since the age of, like, 12? <laughs> Yeah, so I think she's she needs to, like, it's time to talk about sustainability. She's doing right. fine. It's all consensual. She said he sulked a little bit, but... He made the right choice. Right. It sounds like... He, so he knows. He just wants to complain a little bit, which is fine. It's like when my husband says, how many calories have you got? When I'm like, please get me an ice cream from Sonic. And he's like, do you have enough calories left in the day? I'm like, no. I want an ice cream. So... And then I don't get the ice cream. On 1200 is plenty. They have these uh, eggnog ice cream sandwiches that are only like 120 calories. Fuck off. <laughs> eggnog is not nice enough to be eaten in an ice cream sandwich. <laughs> Which I'm going to go get later today. After I... Eggnog? No, the ice cream sandwiches. I'm just going to say, it's too, too early in the season for eggnog. But we haven't even finished the spooky time yet. 
the Vons near me has all the like diet ice creams. However, of course, they stopped carrying the good one. Of course. Because I, they hate me personally. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. Halo Top is great. Halo Top's actually like the worst <laughs> of the diet ice creams I've found. Well, we just tried the Fairlife one and that was like, whew, doggy, that's good. I can't remember the so. brand of that I like, but it's it's one of those that's like reduced guilt or whatever, which I hate. I shouldn't feel guilty for eating. Fuck yeah, off. I hate the whole framing. <laughs> I think there's a stand-up comedian who has a bit about how like women like junk food advertisements are like you're having sex because you should feel bad about it. <laughs> like just a whole that whole trope rolled into one. Women shouldn't have sex or eat. Anyway. <laughs> but I like both of those things. <laughs> so uh, are we are we ready? Are we ready to talk about ducks? Ducks. Literal ducks. Okay. <clears throat> this is on um, Am I the Asshole? Uh, it was sent to us by Laura on Twitter. Thank you, Laura. Title. Am I the asshole for calling out my boyfriend's duck obsession? <laughs> How often do we get so many animal ones? Well, yeah, I know. It's it's. I feel like we've had a lot of animal themes. Specifically birds. Lots of bird themes. Owls, penguins. Well, there was another one. Another animal one? I'm sure there was another one. The dog, the big dog. Yeah, farm in the apartment, but that was like plants. But yeah. I I forgot about that one. All right. My boyfriend, 27, and I, 23, decided to move in together for quarantine. Everything has gone well. We both work from home and have barely left the apartment. We've split the chores, have a cooking schedule that we mostly follow, and even coordinated alone time with each other. Well, last week, during his alone time, my boyfriend captured five of the ducklings that live around our apartment. He claims their mother was nowhere nearby. I have a hard time believing this, but I gave him the benefit of the doubt. When he showed me the ducks, I expressed my concern. I told him that ducklings grow fast and will overrun our apartment, plus carry germs. He said that he gave them baths when he brought them in. When I asked to contain them to one area, he refused, saying that they deserve just as much space as us. He said he is welcoming them into our family and will treat them as equals. (laughs) Apparently, this includes turning our heater to 85 degrees. He has also spread old newspapers all across our apartment and put down water dishes that constantly get spilled. I've stepped on their food more than a few times and have resorted to wearing shoes 24-7 to avoid grain in between my toes. Hmm... I know I should have put my foot down when he first brought them in, but he's been so bored with staying in that I thought it would be okay for him to amuse himself for a while. I figured it wouldn't be long before he released them. I was wrong. He is attached to the ducklings and has named the ducks to honour their connection to the earth. (laughs) They are called Twig, Bumble, Seed, Sprout, and Pebble. That's kind of adorable. It's very cute. It's very cute. If I call one duck, he gets upset and says I'm disrespecting it. When I mix up the names, he gets frustrated, saying that I should know that Pebble is mostly brown with a few yellow spots throughout, while Seed is much lighter than the rest, but to me they all look the same. He's kept his word about cleaning up after the ducks, but our utility bills have gone up from the constant heat and how often he washes blankets. Nowhere is safe from poop except the closet, and one of the ducks has been poking its head in between the accordion doors. It's only a matter of time before they get in by accident. When I pointed this out, he started talking about how proud he was of Bumble for being so smart. This morning, I woke up to one of the ducks on my chest. Uh. Apparently, my boyfriend set up a ramp to the bed after I was asleep so that his babies could experience true comfort. I completely exploded. I told him that he is a grown man who has no other hobbies except worshipping poultry that are incapable of caring about him. He told me I was being overdramatic and that he has been on top of caring for the ducks and I had no room to criticise him for saving innocent lives. He has been ignoring me all day and I overheard him venting to a couple of the ducks about my (laughs) behaviour. I feel bad for exploding on him. The ducks are annoying, but he's right that he's been taking care of them. Am I the asshole for calling him out? No. No, you're not. Nah. One of my biggest problems in a space is dirty floors. Like, if I can't walk around without getting stuff stuck to my feet or, like, in between my toes, that I can't live there. (laughs) I must leave or clean. Those are the only two options. And it sounds like this guy is, even if he's doing his best to help clean up after these ducks, it's not enough. 
they're ducks. An apartment is not the place for this. This is the same argument as when we had the guy who set up the farm in his apartment, right? Right. If he had a yard and some space and a little like paddling pool for them to swim around in, there would be absolutely zero problem. But the fact is that his entire apartment is now a duck pen. It is not a human apartment anymore. It's a duck pen. Yeah. So it's, while he may believe he saved the ducks, like it's to the detriment of his and his girlfriend's quality of life. Yeah. And like, why, why does he need to keep the apartment at 85? They're freaking ducks. Yeah, they're not tropical birds. They're not in the eggs still. Like, you're not sitting on the eggs. 85. That is bonkers. That's like, what's 85 in normal degrees? <laughs> it's very warm. It's just really warm. It's like 30 or something. 85 to C. 20, yes, yeah, 30 degrees. So that's, that's too, that's too much. Ducks live in England, for God's sakes. Like, they don't need yeah. to be that hot. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Because you can't... You can't just get rid of the ducks, right? No, he would have probably have to call like a wildlife rescue. There, there are a couple of comments on the post which say that this is animal cruelty. I wouldn't go that far, but they're not in their natural environment. If he keeps raising them this way, they're not going to be able to survive in the wild. Right. <sighs> some, some, one of the commenters suggests um, finding a duck, a mother duck, outside and allowing the mother duck to adopt the ducklings. Because it happens in nature all the time that when a mother duck dies, another mother duck will just adopt the abandoned ducklings. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I'm kind of curious about where they live. Yeah. What, like... what are the natural predators for ducks where they live? Because if, 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 just, if they're now at the, at the stage where they can probably be outside by themselves, they should probably be outside. Yeah. We also don't know how old they are. How long have these ducks been here? Three months? She doesn't say. She says it was last, I think last week, she said? Uh, last week, yeah. So they've been in the apartment for a week. Really? And he's already named them? And, like, he sounds bored out of his fucking mind. Right. He needs a hobby that's not caring for ducks. Fish. <laughs> Get him some fish. Like, they're good apartment pets. Ducks are not good pets. No, they're dirty. Like They're filthy. Ducks are awful. Not awful, awful. They stink and they're noisy. And five of them? Like, five. you might be that quirky person who's got a duck that lives in their apartment, but five of them? No. Um, if my mom is listening to this episode, she <laughs> will probably remind me that I think my dad rescued a duck once and it lived in the bath. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering, do these ducks have, like, a kiddie pool they get to swim around in? Because I, I, I'm not sure if I remember this story correctly, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that my dad rescued a duck. And this is when my mum and my dad kept chickens, and he kept it in the bath. I don't remember what happened at the end of the story. I will have to ask my mum about this. But there, there was a duck situation, and my mum was <laughs> slightly upset that the duck lived in the house. We'll have to have her on as a guest. I know. We'll have to get mom on. We'll have to. I think at Christmas we should ask my mom if she'll she'll come and talk to us about relationship stuff on the <laughs> podcast. I think she would enjoy it. That would be awesome. That would be really good. I'll ask her. But yeah, it's um. There is a comment from the OP. Um, after reading all the comments in this thread, I found an animal hospital about half hour away that takes in birds. I feel awful about snapping, but I feel better after everyone's responses. The one thing is, the way he's been talking about them, I would, I know he would think I'm being cruel to separate them from him. I'm scared of how he'd react if I took them there. I don't mm. think he'd be angry, but like I said, he's basically dating the ducks. He would be <laughs> absolutely devastated, and I don't know if I could do that to him. He literally has framed pictures of him with each duck, and the frames are decorated like cheesy elementary school art projects with foam letters spelling out their names. It's bad. Okay, this has to be more than a week then. It's got to be more than a week. Don't do an Iranian yogurt. No. Don't, don't take them without his permission, because it seems like he will have possibly a breakdown if you do that. How have you been caring for your boyfriend? I say, like, he's an animal to take care of, but, like, has he been having Zoom drinks with friends? 
Has he right. been keeping busy? Like, it sounds like he maybe lost his job and is now feeling useless and is trying to, like, do good in the world by saving these ducks and also is having a little bit of a... He has, like, a social void that he needs filled because he's calling these ducks equals and venting to them about his girlfriend. Does he have family to talk to? Like, is this... A replacement for talking to siblings or like what's what's the deal with his social situation because it sounds like he's really suffering um there's another great comment by the person who runs the backyard poultry discord server <laughs> all right cool uh, anytime someone tells us they keep or are thinking about keeping poultry in the house, I type a command that pops up with this message: do not keep poultry in your house. Did we stutter? No. The dust given off by poultry along with their feces are health hazards that have landed people in the hospital due to keeping them in the house. Their droppings are caustic and hosts to several bacteria, parasites and fungi that can cause severe illness and long-term detrimental health effects. Which is also why when cleaning out the coop, it's good practice to wear a mask. So it's bad for their health to keep them in the house. I think if you came to your boyfriend with that information, yeah, that would be a kind of softer way to be like, hey, it's not that I hate the ducks, but did you know X and Y? And this is probably really terrible for our health. And it's probably bad for the ducklings too. We're going to need to send them somewhere where they can be properly taken care of. And here I found this hospital that takes in birds. Right. And they're going to look after them and you can talk to the hospital about them and it will be, it will be fine. And also, let's get you into some therapy. <laughs> or yeah. maybe have Zoom cocktails, like, with our friends or siblings or whatever. Like OP's comments are, like, progressively stranger. Like, someone says it's fake, and she says, unfortunately, it's very real. He's shown me videos of other people raising ducks and will not acknowledge the difference between the outdoors and an apartment. He thinks they thrive swimming in the bathtub with him, and when I pointed out they would grow and no longer fit... He said he would buy a kiddie pool to put in our living room and went on about his birdie bunch becoming star swimmers. It's like he thinks they're his kids. Yeah, I, that's what I would... When you said the macaroni frame thing, my immediate reaction was like, okay, this, this is, is fake. fake. Yeah. However, because it seems like a sitcom where someone's like, oh, I found these ducks and they take them in for a week and then, you know, they have to learn that they can't keep ducks in the apartment. Like, it's very sitcom trophy. Yeah. I feel like there's enough information here for me to believe that it is not fake. Like, yeah, this poor woman. Yeah. Um. So the, the general consensus is not the asshole. Get rid of the ducks. Uh, we will have a look at... Uh, let me see if there's a, an update. See if she's spoken to... I would maybe go so far as, as to say no assholes here because it seems like he has some stuff he's trying to deal with. Yeah. But if she really tries to talk to him about it and... He's still not budging for his health, his girlfriend's health, and the duck's health. Then right. we've got some problems, right? It's uh, no update yet, so I, I will I will keep checking um, and see if we have a a duck duck date. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, don't keep ducks in your house. It's kind of gross, nasty. Yeah. yeah, and there are many animals that you can keep in an apartment, and just birds in general. I love birds clearly are images of birds and i <laughs> love animals, owls. good animals but i i don't necessarily except for certain like tiny little birds i don't necessarily agree budgies. with keeping them yeah so i don't have a bird maybe get him a budgie yeah once once you get the ducks to the animal hospital be like surprise i got your budgie so you can still have a birdie bird but one that's more appropriate for an apartment um, or americans they're parakeets I had yeah, a, it's a budgie. Um, <laughs> I had a couple parakeets, budgies, when I was a kid. Uh, I had one, and it was just like the sweetest bird. It would sit on your shoulder, and you could walk around. Mm. And one day, my mom was ironing with him on her shoulder, and she went out into the garage to get something, and the garage door was open, and he flew away. Aww. And she still feels bad about that to this day, and it's been like 20 years. I think my mom also has a good budgie story. My mom has lots of good stories. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll try and get her on so she can talk yeah. about all this Christmas weird stuff. Special. Christmas special, Esme's mom. <laughs> God, what was I? Oh, something else I was going to say. Oh, in England. Okay, this is a good piece of uh, idiomatic 
language fun for you. In England, when you see a dude in really tight speedo swim shorts, we call them budgie smugglers. (laughs) (laughs) So, there you go. I I understand. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun times. Alright, so I have another installment of our lovely new series, Weddings Make People Crazy. Ba-ba. And it's unpleasant. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Not I feel like we should preface weddings make people crazy by saying we, we both had relatively successful weddings. Yeah, normal, <laughs> successful weddings. They were great. Someone broke their arm at our wedding, but that was not <laughs> our fault. <laughs> he tripped up the stairs, yeah. He did trip up the stairs and couldn't get into an Uber. Um, Because he was so drunk that he kept asking the Uber to take him to the hotel that he was organizing the Uber. It was was very confusing and dumb. By that point, me and my husband bailed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I would say that's a successful wedding. That's relatively. Everybody had a nice time. Yeah. Um, Okay, so this person is... Hang on, let me do some math. Do not know how old they are. We'll be able to do some math once we read it. It's an old post. I haven't read it in a while. Okay. Am I the asshole for going to my friend's wedding, even though her mom and dad, who is the father of my child, will be there? (laughs) Get out, get out your gif of Marie Kondo that says, I love mess, because that's this post. Get out your Justin Timberlake staring at the camera gif. (laughs) Yeah. When I was 19, I met a guy in his 40s at university. He told me he was married and had three kids, but his wife was dead. So he wanted to keep us a secret until the kids were ready to hear about us. When we'd been together for around 18 months, I found out I was pregnant. He freaked out and admitted his wife was not actually dead. Needless to say, we broke up. Then began a custody battle. And when I say battle, I mean battle. As his wife said, he could only keep the kid if they got full custody, and I got nothing because she didn't want to deal with me for 18 years. After a lot of bullshit from the wife, they only got visitation every two weeks. Because of her all-or-nothing mentality, on finding out that her actions had resulted in visitation only, they decided to not be involved at all beyond child support. During the custody case, I met his other kids. His sons both hated me, but his daughter, Kate, in quotation marks, who was six months younger than me, felt that her dad was the only one who should get in trouble here. Kate wanted a relationship with her youngest brother, who was still an infant, and who I now had full custody of. I agreed to letting her see her brother, and we actually became pretty good friends, as we were similar age with similar interests, and she spent a lot of time with the baby. A few years ago, I introduced Kate to a friend of mine, and now they're getting married. My son and I are still a touchy subject with Kate's parents, and Kate says her mom regularly complains about the child support. However, Kate wants her little brother at the wedding, and both she and the groom want me there. The wedding isn't until next summer, and the invites haven't even gone out yet, but she's sorted out her guest list, and me and my son, who is now six, are both on it. Okay, so OP is... 25. Uh, 26, because yeah. they've been together for 18 months before okay, she got yeah, pregnant. Yeah. I've already said we'll be there. Kate's parents have seen the guest list. Her mother has messaged me asking me not to attend. I've refused, and she called me unreasonable and said I fucked up her family six years ago. She doesn't want any drama or bullshit regarding my son recognizing her husband as his father. Takes two people to make a baby. Which he will be able to do as he's seen pictures and knows that Kate is his half-sister. Or the affair being made known to their wider family. She also doesn't like my relationship with Kate and has said that she doesn't want to see my face at Kate's wedding as I've humiliated her enough. My point of view is that Kate has asked me to be there, I'm friends with Kate and her soon-to-be husband, and my son is already excited to go. Plus, it's not like I'm going to take the microphone and go, Attention! My six-year-old is the bastard child of the bride's father. (laughs) Cheers to the bride and groom. Plus, I don't have a problem with them being there, despite the stunts the wife pulled when we were sorting out custody. So if they're the ones putting their foot down, I feel they should be the ones to not go. Right. I talked to my roommate about it, and the roommate said that while she's a bitch, I did fuck her husband, and I'd be bringing his child to the wedding. Am I the asshole for still wanting to go despite Kate's mother telling me not to? Absolutely not. It takes two people. And she was, OP was lied to, so OP really has done nothing wrong here. It's also not the kid's fault, and the kid should be allowed to go to his sister's wedding. Like... If this is a case of the wife is hugely embarrassed 
and is using that embarrassment to turn OP into a villain. Yeah. Like she's some home-wrecking harpy who understood that he was married and got pregnant on purpose. I hate this whole trope of like, oh, the women fighting with each other because the man lied to both of them. Like, no, dump this asshole. He's not so great. Yeah. (laughs) Like, OP literally has done nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing. So, yeah. God. (laughs) This is a big mess, and... (sighs) If they were all adults here, then it would be easy to just be like, oh, she's a cousin or something. Like, not that they should lie to people. But they're already lying to people because the wife said she doesn't want the affair made known. So the only people who know that this kid is the dad's is... OP, the wife and their family, and the kid. So it's not like she'd be showing up and everybody would be like, oh, what's that home-wrecking slut doing here? Yeah. Like, it's, oh, this is Kate's friend with her baby, with her kid. That's nice that they came. So uh, people would probably not even notice, right? I'm concerned what is going to happen if that kid who's six goes up to his dad and the dad is shitty to the little kid. That's what I would be concerned about. That's the worry. Or the or the mom, because she seems like a piece of work also. But I would be concerned about him. So I would say that Kate should have a conversation with her parents beforehand and say you're not to look be shitty. Yeah, they're coming whether you like it or not. It's my wedding. I want them there. If you're going to insist on coming, you don't take this out on the kid. It's not the kid's fault. It is difficult inviting members of your family who don't like each other to weddings. I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say that <laughs> and leave it at that. Because you feel like they're your family and they have to come because they're gonna be hurt if you don't invite them. But at the same time it's like, well if I invite them, what drama is there gonna be? Like, is there gonna be tension? Am I gonna have to be policing that? Yeah, it's just another thing you don't want to deal with. Right. It's something you have to think about, and it's like, I already have like 16,000 other things to think about. Why am I concerning myself with this? But at the end of the day, you can't control somebody else's behavior, and if they're gonna mess it up, they're gonna mess it up, and you are perfectly within your rights to throw anybody you like out of your wedding. So I think she should go, Mm -hmm. but she's got a six-year-old kid. She's not gonna be able to be there all night, right? So I think she should go, just keep her distance... Um, she's not going to be sitting on the top table or anything, right? It's 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 not like she's coming and OP's friend is going to be like, oh, this is the mother of my brother and she's going to sit on the top table and we're going to really acknowledge her. It's she's invited to a wedding. Most people don't get round to talking to everybody at a wedding. Like, I'm pretty sure I didn't speak to all my guests at my wedding. I don't advocate lying for this man because no, he's obviously no. a piece of shit. But also, there's a certain amount of tact that you can employ so as not to create drama or start rumors at this wedding. Right. If someone says, oh, how do you know the bride or groom? Oh, I'm the bride's friend. Oh, how did you meet? Oh, we met when I was at uni. And then, yeah, that's Just it. select information. Like, you don't want to be spilling any beans. Yeah, because you don't want to start anything or to have drama happen, you know. You don't want anybody accusing you of going to the wedding to cause drama. Yeah. This is is not the (laughs) first one we've seen like this. Because I remember that woman who was pregnant with the the groom's baby and she showed up. The grandma invited her, didn't didn't she? (laughs) Yeah. Savage grand. Um, I, I think also what might be useful, how have the sons opinion evolved do they still hate her i think it might be useful to assign babysitters to the parents to make sure that they don't act shittily that's another tactic for weddings is you assign someone a babysitter you don't tell the person that you're assigning them a babysitter (laughs) but you tell the babysitter hey just watch this guy would you mind keeping an eye out and making sure that this person doesn't interact with this other person or this person doesn't get too drunk or whatever. You have a certain amount of control over how much interaction those people have. You decide where people sit, you know, you decide who's doing what. So if Kate plays her cards right, they don't have to interact at all. They can be at opposite ends of the room all night. And like, the son might recognize the dad 
he's seen pictures, but yeah, does, that doesn't mean that he's gonna like run over to him. No, or anything. Especially again. if he's not met him before. Like kids can be really shy around strangers. Yeah. So even if he's seen pictures, the the likelihood of this kid being like, "Oh, that's my dad," and just running across is unlikely. Minimal. Yeah. Yeah, she should go just decide what you're going to say when someone asks you how you know the bride or groom and just avoid the parents and you should be fine. Leave early. The kid will have to be in bed by eight o'clock anyway. Yeah. So once you've had your dinner and the speeches have been done, that's time for you to go. Yeah. 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 Tough situation, but hopefully... What a crappy dad. If OP is the adult in the room, then, you know... And it looks like she's had to be the entire time. (laughs) Like, the wife throwing a tantrum and the sons. Like, the only person who's behaving in a way that is beneficial for the kid, apart from Kate, is OP. Yeah. So, Godspeed, OP. (laughs) And yeah, the wedding is next summer. So, if they can't think of a way to deal with this before then... Yeah. Yeah, they got some time. It's not like, you know, it's a surprise or anything. Yeah. Uh, Maybe figure out... If Kate could kind of feel out how her parents are acting, although it seems like the mom is extremely adamant. she's ex- She clearly doesn't want to be embarrassed because she used the word humiliated, but like, right. time to just ignore her? Like, when did that stop becoming a thing? Just ignore her. <laughs> She'll go away. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I have a next post and I wanted to talk about it because I accidentally kind of created a stir on twitter when i commented on it oh no what did you do (laughs) so op is 21 and his girlfriend is also 21 you might need the chimes for this uh they are in front of me (laughs) i am ready how do i convince my girlfriend that magic is not real and she is not a witch you don't (laughs) (laughs) just leave her alone i have been dating my girlfriend for three years she always believed in stuff like horoscopes and psychics but it didn't seem that weird About a year in, she started buying books about magic spells. She then started ordering all kinds of weird stuff and decorating her room with, quote, witchy things. She keeps talking about magic and calling herself a witch, and it's kind of embarrassing. A couple of her female friends actually believe all the stuff she says and ask for tarot readings and for her to do spells for them. I think her other friends just go along with it to not offend her. Most of my friends find the whole thing really funny and think she's crazy. My parents have her on Facebook and have asked if she's okay, and I just told them she thinks this stuff is funny and that she doesn't really believe in magic. She actually said she's not celebrating Christmas this year because it's not part of her, quote, religion, and that she's she's celebrating the winter solstice instead and asked me to celebrate it with her. I said yes, but I don't understand why she can't do Christmas. My family aren't religious at all, and we still do Christmas. How can I get through to her that this stuff is make-believe and that she needs to talk about it less because our friends are starting to think she's mad? (sighs) Stop dating people you hate. Right, if a year in, they've been dating for three years, and if a year in, she decides, I'm gonna go full white witch on this, and you don't like it, you don't continue in that relationship? That's, That's number one. Number two, aren't all religions made up stuff anyway? Yeah. And like, he's saying we aren't religious, but we still do Christmas. It's like, so you just do random rituals for no reason. And then the other thing is, we have to accept that Christmas is a an amalgamation of a whole bunch of different religions, ideas kind of put into one central winter festival. And the only reason why it's so accepted all across the world is because Christians literally went into other countries and killed people and were like, hey, here's God. You should stop <laughs> believing in him. And that's why. Yeah. it's It doesn't invalidate other winter festivals, religious festivals, and it shouldn't override other religious winter festivals. My dad doesn't really celebrate Christmas. He does winter solstice. And we celebrate that with him. It makes no difference to me. Like, if my dad suddenly decided he wanted to celebrate the flying spaghetti monster on Christmas, I probably wouldn't care. It's nice to just, you know, chill out with him or whatever. I definitely agree. And and it seems like he is presenting himself, again, as the uh, sensible atheist who is not into all that hocus pocus and blah, blah, blah. So when 
the podcast Twitter account comments on posts. It's usually me, just because I've used Twitter too much. And um, so I said, using the Twitter account, dump her. She's too good for you. And the irony of pressuring someone to celebrate a Christian holiday celebrating their sky savior that was co-opted from pagan tradition while simultaneously shaming her for her beliefs is fully lost on this man. Like, he is like, well, why can't you just do Christmas? And he's just following these traditions. For no reason. They don't have any religious significance to him. He's celebrating Christmas because everybody else celebrates Christmas and he wants to have presents and get drunk. Like, that's why he celebrates Christmas. Because it is beneficial to him to do so with no religious expectation. Right. He doesn't see any benefit to celebrating the winter solstice. Because what does he get out of it? Does he get presents? No. Does he get to, you know, watch Christmas specials on TV? No. Like... What does he get? He's looking at this from a perspective, and he, I don't think he even realizes this is what he's doing, but he's looking at this uh, from a perspective of, well, I'm going to miss out on things that I like doing that are beneficial to me if I allow her to do her thing. Yeah, and I also think this is a little bit of a case of, this is a thing that women like, and therefore it's yeah. weird and bad. Like, like the horoscopes most people who are into horoscopes don't actually believe in it it's just fun sometimes yeah. it's just fun but it seems like this is actually like she is integrating this into her religious beliefs and so maybe you should respect that as opposed to just doing what your family has always done and not even thinking about it and you know we were talking about christianity a couple of weeks ago on the podcast and about <laughs> there are elements of, of, of christianity which we find confusing and contradictory it's okay to be skeptical about somebody else's religion right it is not okay to try and prevent that person from practicing that religion and while you may not think hey this is sensible in that person's mind it's very important so just close your mouth and Stop complaining? Yeah, and the reason why you think that this is weird and, like, silly is because of Christian hegemony. Not to get, like, too, I don't know, political. <laughs> but, like, the reason why is because these religions have been stamped out by Christianity over the years. Right. So you're just saying, keep doing that and celebrate the hegemonic religion that has been spread throughout the world. And I think because the idea of witchcraft has been infantilized, like when people start to talk about, you know, Wiccan and green witchcraft and, and whatever, people instantly think, well, that's kid stuff. That's like Harry Potter shit. That's a phase you go through in high school where you dye your hair black and wear a pentagram. Try to curse your teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's because part of the stamping out of these religions was by saying, well, this is something that um, children or stupid people do right? because they're not enlightened and they don't understand the true way of God is, means that now in the 21st century, when we see, when we talk to somebody and they go, oh, I'm a practicing witch, your brain automatically goes, oh, childish. Yeah. Um, and th that's not necessarily your fault because that's the world that we grow up in, but you should be aware of that. And yeah, I don't, I don't really understand how you can be so adamant about celebrating Christmas and yet so unaware of why it is you do that. Like, I like to celebrate Christmas, but me and my husband, we don't have kids. So Christmas is, we have a nice breakfast, we open a couple of gifts from each other, we sit and watch Die Hard, we eat a Chinese, and then we go to bed. It's not a big deal deal it's nice it's nice family time it's not like rare if we don't have christmas we're gonna freak out it it is what it is i do like putting my tree up my very pagan tree <laughs> <laughs> but you know if tomorrow we had to sit down and my husband said hey we're not gonna be able to do christmas this year i'd be like oh okay wouldn't be a problem i think he's just being very selfish yeah and the he's looking down on her he's being condescending Yes. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, yeah, and just being like, oh, this isn't real because it's a silly thing that girls are into that, you know, is a phase. He considers it to be more of an aesthetic, I feel like. Right. 
And he's like looking down on her. And she asked him, would you like to celebrate Winter Solstice? Would you like to? She didn't say, you must celebrate Winter Solstice and we're not doing Christmas because I don't believe in it. And uh, the TLDR, which I didn't read, says, my girlfriend keeps telling people she's a witch and it's really embarrassing. How do I get her to stop? So he's asking here, how do I manipulate her into stopping this thing about her that seems to mean so much to her without her getting mad at me or worse, being sad about it? Like, what do you want from her? Because if you get her to stop, she's going to be sad. It isn't impacting on his day-to-day quality of life, apart from the fact that he's mildly embarrassed. Because his family's judgy assholes. And his and his friends are dicks. Yeah. We also need to remember... These two people are 21 years old. <laughs> they are, yeah. They're literal they're... children. So the way that he is, where I want to do Christmas and she's acting like a stupid bitch and I don't want to me, me, is, you know, men's brains don't mature until they're 25 years old. <laughs> so the way that he's behaving is like not a surprise somehow. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's what I would expect from a 21 year old who doesn't understand anything about life. Yeah. So this, uh, in response to what I said on Twitter, and then I switched to my personal account to start arguing with people, but this dickhead said, question mark, question mark, question mark. He explicitly stated that he celebrated the solstice with her in the same way he celebrates Christmas without being Christian. Both beliefs are superstition. The problem here is that he is reasonable and she seems to think that magic is real. That was straight up the worst one that I found because... First of all, he says he celebrated the solstice. Hey, buddy. No, he hasn't. The solstice hasn't happened yet. And also just this whole idea that being an atheist makes you better than other people. It doesn't. I feel like a lot of people in America go through when they're raised conservative and then switch sides, which (laughs) I feel like I definitely went through. But don't invalidate people's beliefs as long as they're not pushing them on other people. Like, if her friends are asking her about it, and they are interested, and they want to experience it, like, I've been to church, that doesn't mean that I'm, you know, pandering to it because they, they think, because I think it's funny. Yeah, right? Like, I've been, I've been to my friends' confirmation ceremonies, and taken wafers, and, and done all that stuff. I went, I, my, my mom every year goes to Midnight Mass at our town's cathedral, and I've been with her. And had a great time. Really enjoyed it. There's like this nice feeling of routine and ceremony and pomp and circumstance that makes it feel kind of special and nice. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that I'm only going because, oh, my mom thinks it's fine and cool and I guess I have to do it because I'm begrudging. I like going. It's it's a nice Christmassy thing to do, all the incense smell and the organ music and it's it's nice to do. Her believing in witchcraft does not invalidate anything he believes in. Whereas what he wants to do is invalidate what she believes in so that he can celebrate Christmas. Yeah. And that's basically how I responded to this person. Like, A, being an atheist doesn't make him better than anybody. And B, the problem here is the way that he's treating her beliefs. Like, he is looking down on her... Well, she is like, would you like to celebrate with me? And doesn't Do you seem want to, to right. pushing on her. She's just not hiding it. And why should she? Right, exactly. It's something she she's proud of and something that is part of her personality and her interests. Why why shouldn't she want to do it? Yeah. My dad doesn't give a fuck when he says, when people are like, oh, what are you doing for Christmas? He's like, well, I don't really do Christmas that much anymore, but I definitely celebrate the winter solstice. He doesn't care. Yeah. So... Why should it be any different for her? Stop it's... shaming people. <sighs> let people enjoy things. Yes. Just let people enjoy things. Honestly, and it's it's really frustrating. It's like, you know, I like to I like to celebrate weird stuff in the year. Like it was Batman Day recently, Batman's <laughs> birthday recently. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Star Wars Day, every year I like to do something for Star Wars Day. That doesn't mean that other people can't enjoy stuff on those days. People, you know, people wish me a happy May the 4th and whatever, and that's a nice aspect of my personality that people feel like they can talk to me about, you know. I'm not going around saying, oh, everybody has to believe in Star Wars Day because if you don't, then you're an idiot. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everybody around this age, too, goes through this kind of phase, and it sounds like his his parents are like this, too, but I feel like everyone goes through this to some extent, like... 
oh, I don't like mainstream stuff. I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier how I got my basic bitch going on. Like, people look down on people for being mainstream or for not liking things or for liking things or whatever. Let people enjoy things. And again, they're literal children. Yeah, exactly. Like There could be a point in her life where she goes, Do you know what? I'm not all about this tarot anymore. And I'm going to put this away. It doesn't mean that it loses significance for me, but I'm not really... I'm not super into this anymore. That would be fine. But you have to let her do that by herself. Yeah, she she is... This is You have to respect people's beliefs now. And if they change, that doesn't mean that they weren't valid before. It just means that they changed them. My mom is, you know, 50-something years old, and she does tarot. She reads tarot for her friends. She has a crystal ball. She has a legit crystal ball. I'm That's not awesome. even kidding. It's badass. It's really heavy and shiny, and it has a special, like, velvet that you put on it. It's really cool. We had things like ghost orbs in our house, like glass ghost orbs in our house that my mom used to hang up. My mom's done a lot of witchy stuff in the past. (laughs) She's pretty cool. Um, I've I've talked about my mom's tarot like three separate times this week to three separate groups of people. Tarot cards just keep coming up. I think the universe is trying to tell me something. And you know what's funny is I was looking for yarn in my craft. Like I have those big plastic drawers and i found my tarot cards that i had for a cosplay last year at comic-con so and i haven't seen those in like a year very strange that's so weird (laughs) i think i need to talk to my mom about some tarot she won't read for me because she doesn't read for family but i think i do need to talk to her about it i think the universe is trying to tell me hey you should talk to your mom about tarot (laughs) um but yeah it's my mom wouldn't wouldn't probably call herself a witch. My dad used to call her the medicine woman of York. <laughs> she was always doing witchy stuff. But, you know, it's something that she does. And she's a smart, sensible woman who brought up three kids and has almost has a doctorate. And, you know, it's not like she's an idiot. But just let people have the things that they like, for God's sakes. Yeah. And it's like, it's not like, it doesn't seem like anything nefarious is happening it doesn't sound like she's grifting her friends or that they're no. like making investments based on the tarot readings you know right it's just a nice thing that she's doing that she thinks is helping her friends with their choices and their futures and that's nice to do and sometimes like you I mean even if you don't believe it it can be helpful to get that kind of thing because have you ever done that thing where you're like okay what should i watch like or play or you're trying to decide something and you flip a coin and it gets heads, and you're like, well, I really wanted to do tails. And so then you do tails instead. Yeah. Like, just getting yeah. that advice can sometimes be useful. Because <laughs> you're like, well, actually. And it helps you decide what you actually wanted to do. Looking at your life from an outside perspective, by using something slightly, you know, which is considered to be a cult, is actually, like, I think a really therapeutic experience. Because it helps you feel like... You don't have to control every aspect of your life. Things are just going to happen. Mm-hmm. There's some something is going to mean that this happens, and there's not much you can do about it. You just got to you just got to live with it. And for some people, that's a really calming, like oh, well Jesus, now I have the wheel, <laughs> right? I have some I have some understanding of what's going to happen next, and if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah, I I don't think she's she's not doing anything harmful. I don't, I don't see the problem. Yeah, stop dating people you hate. I know. Break up with her and you can go live with your wasp parents and (laughs) celebrate Christmas and exchange bougie gifts and fuck off into the night. Get presents you don't want or need. Well, that wasn't much of a dead donkey, but his girlfriend can move in with us and be our friend. (laughs) Read tarot for us. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. Where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Esme underscore C underscore nose, as in nose, lots of things. There's a little pixel picture of me. You'll see it. Um, <laughs> you can also find us on uh, Facebook, uh, the letter R slash the letter U serious podcast, where I post the episodes and also occasionally interact with people. Where can we find you, Morgan? You can find me at Morgan underscore Slay on Twitter. And you can follow our podcast at R the letter U the word serious pod. You can also email us your pecking duck recipes <laughs> are the letter you the word serious pod at gmail.com ducks are delicious yes i, I can't i can't overstate this duck, there, there's this duck fat 
Oh, don't fat roast potatoes. That they make at this place near us. It's so good. It's like duck bacon. Oh, oh my god. I made duck fat roast potatoes last year for Christmas and if I if I could have died then, I think. <laughs> can you just buy duck fat or do you have to Yeah, you can buy it. it. You can buy it. Might look into that. You have to go to like Whole Foods or whatever. Maybe Trader Joe's? Yeah, Trader Joe's. I think we got ours from Trader Joe's. But yes, you can buy duck fat. And yes, you can put them on your potatoes. And yes, you should do that because you love yourself and you want yourself (laughs) to be happy. And you should also tell your friends about our podcast. And Uh, yeah, if they love, you know, a delightful shit show that they don't have to deal with, you know, they can listen to us. True, and I'm I'm gonna ask my mom if she'll come and tell the stories for Christmas. Yay! That would be about ducks, special. And tarot, and budgies, and whatever else mom wants to talk about. She'll probably just be savage to me for an hour, and that'll be entertaining. <laughs> <laughs>